Hey guys, it's Ed, and I'm coming to you live from the Temporary Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. And this is our final episode being recorded here. Um, when you hear me again on Monday, we will be coming to you live from Detroit. So, um, you know, just really fast, I wanted to say um, I'm so grateful that we've had the opportunity to record from the studios the last year and a half, um, so it took a lot of growing, um, and, and, you know, we're still growing, we're still learning, um, Will and I have the website just about complete, um, it should be published anytime now, I'm just waiting for his final review, um, so, and with, with the launch of the website, we felt it was the right time to, um, push forward, So, that is what we're doing. We're pushing forward with a brand new um, drunk gossip going forward. Um, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. Uh, 50 years ago today, the Stonewall riots disrupted what was seen as a sin, as a mental illness, and really put queer rights into higher visibility. Uh, And over the last five decades, we've seen celebrities become bolder and bolder, more accepting um, advocates for us. Um, And just a few of those artists are um, Cher, Madonna, Britney, and possibly the most visible right out of the gate supporter for LGBTQ rights was Lady Gaga. She's been with us since her career started. She has fought and really just let everyone know that bullying is not okay, that everyone deserves equal rights. She celebrated right alongside of us when um, marriage was legalized. Um, So it's not a surprise then that she is going to be performing at World Pride this weekend. And, you know, a lot of people are, oh, she doesn't deserve that honor. Anyone who wants to support us deserves the honor. Um, Kylie Minogue did it last year. Um, Cher's done it a few times. It's not always World Pride, and I think that's what people are saying. But when you look at it, you know, Madonna is the, the headliner. Gaga is the warm-up act so to speak. And the fact that we can get those two amazing women on the to perform for one event for us is nothing short of a miracle and a testament to their commitment to us. Um so Gaga showed up today um at Stonewall Inn and she was wearing rainbow side highs and just really decked out, ready to go. Um, And she had a message for the crowd. Here's what she had to say. Um, It used to be unheard of to even come out of the closet. This is your freedom. This is my mothership and you are my leaders and I will follow you. I surrender to all hatred because you know what? I will kill it with kindness, true love, 
true, true love is when you take a bullet for someone, and I would take a bullet for for you any day of the week. And then she started quoting, um, born this way. She said, you were, you were born this way. You are superstars. Um, Alicia Keys was with her and she said, we want equality. We want to be free. And then after she sang a little bit of Empire State of Mind, she said, I love you. We're in this together. May we continue to fight for tolerance. And, you know... This is what I'm hoping that this weekend can really evolve into. Yes, it's fun to party. It's fun to celebrate. But we also need to remember that there are still fights on our hands. Uh, I was watching Tales of the City. And there's such a stark contrast between... What... What they see and what we see. And I'm not sure... Um, how we can close that gap. Um, in, in the scene I'm thinking of, the, they're, it's at a gay dinner party, and um, one of the, one of the older guys says something mildly offensive. And the younger gay gets really upset and says, hey, we shouldn't be saying that. We should be inclusive of everyone. And the older gay takes offense to the younger gay's offense and says, hey, you weren't there. You know, you can walk down the street and not fear for your life anymore. You can do all of this because my generation suffered the consequences of coming out and making this normal and fighting. And both sides are right. And it's more about how do we, how do we bridge this gap? How do we stop the fighting within our community? And that's what I really want us to think about. How do we stop fighting within our community and start fighting together? Because if we don't fight together, we're going to fall. And they're going to win. And we cannot allow that to happen. I'll be right back. And I'm back. And I'm bringing you sad news now. Um, Beth Chapman wife of Dog the Dog the Bounty Hunter has passed away. Um, and this seems to have been a long time coming. Uh, earlier, earlier this week, late last week, she was put into a medically induced coma. Usually when you're put into one of those, you don't come out. It's sad, you know, it, it's sad, but, um, we don't sugarcoat things here, and you guys would hate me if I did. Um, but, there's been some talk about what why she was it seems like they wanted every relative just like in the case of Luke Perry earlier this year um in March where they wanted the family and relatives people to come get together and make sure that um everyone could say their goodbyes properly um and she went peacefully she was 51 I believe It doesn't say... Yeah, she was 51. Um, she'd been fighting throat cancer for a while. Um, and that actually kind of hits home because my step-grandfather um, battled throat cancer as well. And that's what ultimately took his life. Uh, and it's nothing to play with. I remember 
he was never the healthiest healthy of men, but he was in pretty good shape. Um, and then when he got diagnosed, I remember my entire family falling apart and I didn't understand what was wrong. Um, because back then I still believed that uh, miracles could happen and that it wasn't a life-threatening disease. And, of course, now I know what it is. Um, and about a month or so, maybe a little bit longer, but it was fairly quickly, um, he had to have a voice box put into his throat so he could speak. And it it really freaked me out. Um, I don't know if any of that happened with Beth. Um, for the most part, after their show ended, she, she kind of stayed off the public's radar. Um, and, I mean, there were a few incidents... But nothing really, like, no major scandal that I can remember surrounding her. I know Dog tried to get another show going, and it just did not work out very well for him, unfortunately. Um, And then she revealed her diagnosis, and that's been pretty much the whole thing since. You know, we've all been rooting for her, hoping that um, she comes out of this. And... I I think she knew. I think she quietly accepted her fate. Um, Because towards the end, she was very gracious, very grateful for everything. Um, And she even asked to make sure that... We... That there was a public memorial service set up. Um, It's happening, I believe, this weekend. Um, Her... Her daughter, um, Cecily, and her stepdaughter, Lissa, um, put out the announcement. They said Beth had two homes, Hawaii and Colorado. I love Hawaii the most. She said, so she will be sent off in true Hawaiian style with an aloha. Um, that happens tomorrow at 2 p.m. Um, and her, and dog is planning to hold a separate memorial for um it seems like just relatives and friends but you know i'm not sure why if there's like some family infighting or something going on and that's why they're having two separate or if it's possible that just that um this woman was so larger than life and so wonderful that they feel compelled to hold to, uh, um, that they feel compelled to hold to, um, to our more services. I mean, I can, I can see it both ways. Like, I think the more likely option, though, really is that, um, she was just so larger than life, so beloved, that they want to make sure everyone who wants a chance to mourn alongside them actually has the opportunity to. And, um, you know, Beth never wanted anyone to feel left out. And I think that's that's what she's doing here. You know, again, she's trying to reach out and say, hey, stop worrying. Stop freaking out. Everything's going to be okay. You know, I'm in a better place now. 
for all of you who love Beth and, you know, you can't get there, say a little prayer, send positive thoughts, whatever it is you do, um, send them to the family, send them to everyone who loved Beth, because they're going to need it. And I'm going to need to take a break and come right back. And I'm back. So Disney is on a hot streak right now with their live action remakes of uh, classic animated movies. Um, Aladdin is still breaking in millions of dollars almost two months after its release. Um, it's still in like the top five, which is amazing. Um, Dumbo didn't do so well, but the Dumbo play was actually allegedly more of a copyright grab than anything um, with... Uh, allegedly with the copyright nearly lapsing, they were going to lose control of the character and it would have opened it up to other creative types to either make a new movie based on the story or take the character in different directions. So Disney did what Disney does and that was um, to incorporate the backstory um, and put the character in a new live action movie. With the rest of these, these are frankly just cash grabs um and that's that's really what it is um but they're they're successful cash grabs so you can't be mad at them that being said um i think they're gonna peak with they're probably gonna peak with the lion king this summer and then we're gonna start to see a steady decline just like with the Marvel Universe, I think um, Endgame was, is their peak. And from here on out, we're not going to... I think they're still going to be very successful, but I don't think they're going to be as successful. I think we're going to start to see diminishing returns on each movie. Um, that being said, they're working on a live-action remake of The Little Mermaid. And before I get to the inspired casting choice, let's just talk about who wants to play Ariel. Okay? And it, it, I, will, I will be honest, if this was 10 years ago, maybe a little bit longer than that, I would have actually said, that's not so crazy, I can see it. But, given her recent history, and given that she's not the greatest, um, not... She's not the most reliable employee. I don't think that Disney will go with her. Um, Lindsay Lohan really believes that the role of Ariel belongs to her. No one else can play it. No one else should play it in her mind. That role is hers. It was destined to be hers from the time she was a little girl. Maybe she just wanted to play Ariel since she was knee-high to a hooker's thigh. Yes, I just called Dina Lohan a hooker. Um... <laughs> But I'm not positive that this is the right move, to be honest. And the reason why that is, is because, well, frankly, she's not reliable. She has not turned in a good performance since Mean Girls. And she hasn't been bankable since almost ever. I mean, to be honest, they didn't even sell Mean Girls on, on Lindsay Lohan. They sold it on Tina Fey. So, that kind of tells you something. But, um, 
But now Disney has really, like, they, with these live-action remakes, they really do take big swings when it comes to casting. Um, Will Smith was supposed to be in Dumbo until, um, allegedly he wanted his son Jaden to get a part, and they turned him down. And then somehow he got hooked into Aladdin um, as the genie. He needed a big win at the box office. They needed a, a big star. And everything just fell into place, I guess. And lo and behold, um, Will Smith is hot box office property again. And Disney was able to sh- um, shore up all the cash that they invested in getting Will Smith to sign on the dotted line. So they're going for another big swing here. And they are in talks with Melissa McCartney to play the Little Mermaid's villain, Ursula. And first of all, I am here for this. I I love Melissa McCarthy. I will watch anything she does. Um, when she signed on um, to executive produce and star in the adaptation of The Kitchen, a graphic novel, I went out and bought the graphic novel so I could read it and understand what the hell was going on. Best thing I ever did. Um... <laughs> Great, really, if you haven't read The Kitchen yet, go buy it. It's so good. Also, I like that Melissa, McCarth- Melissa McCarthy is taking big swings and and trying things. She's not always playing the hero or the, the good guy. I like that she's playing the villains or characters that are a little bit outside of what society deems as as good um and I think by taking these swings she's not only building an impressive an impressive um movie reel but she's also showing that she has chops to pull it off I want to hear what you think leave me a um leave me a voice message on Anchor and what do you think of Melissa McCarthy playing Ursula or what do you think of Lindsay Lohan playing Ariel? Is she as insane as I think she is? Or am I the insane one? Let me know and I will put together a segment with all the voice messages I've gotten so far. And in an upcoming episode. But right now, I'm going to go and I'm going to come right back. And I'm back. So this week, I was having a conversation with a friend. And we talked about being prolific. Um, in, in this context, it was about how many words we can put out, or how many projects we can put out. Um, you know, I'm known to put out anywhere from three to six articles a day, um, and that's not including any short story or novel work I do. And while I'm here in Michigan, I have a goal of starting and completing a novel, a psychological thriller novel, based on an idea that came to me um, when I was perusing Whisper one night. Um, and for the record, I, people always look at me funny when I say I, I was looking at Whisper. I look at it to get story slash article ideas. And this one... Um, this one whisper just kind of hit me in this way where it really resounded. And 
the three main characters presented themselves almost immediately. Um, and then the, the plot points just started coming. So my goal is I'm going to um, start the book on Monday. And my goal is by the time I leave to return to New York, I want to have the entire book completed. That's 50,000 words, give or take. And what amounts to up right around two weeks. Can I do it? Should I do it? Um, those are answers that I'll have to give you after I've already tried this. Um, but there's a, there's a group that I'm a part of on Facebook that it actually encourages writers to be more prolific. And it, and it actually says, if you get to a certain amount of books, you can make um, what most people consider a middle class, middle class wage. And this is, of course, if you're self-publishing on Amazon, not necessarily if you're publishing with a traditional publisher. But it, that kind of got me, you know, the group always gets me thinking um, and whatnot about how I can strategize better. Because I have the ideas, it's just about actually getting them done because I'm always writing articles. I'm always, you know, I'm always writing an article, I'm always doing some work. Um, and it would be so much better if I could actually pivot and just focus on writing. Still write articles, still do all that, but maybe on a lesser on a lesser scale. That being said, I'm not quite sure um, how this is going to go. I may be pulling out my hair by the end. Um, you know, when when you're doing NaNoWriMo, they tell you for 30 days it's um, like 1,700 words, 1,667. So... I'm cutting that in half, so that means I needed to do at least 3,400 words a week, or a day, on this project in order to complete it in my self-imposed deadline. That means there's going to be a lot of typos, there's going to be a lot of plot holes, but at least I'll have a manuscript done and I can possibly fix it and get it out in a more timely manner. Um... I could possibly get it out um, before the end of the summer. Uh, And I could possibly give it a big marketing push. But again, it's going to go back to how much... um, Excuse me. How how fast I can get this done. I look at someone like James, James Patterson and he's putting out a book a week, basically. And he gets away with it because he uses co-writers. I'm not using a co-writer on this. It's just me. And that's, I think, that's where it gets kind of scary because everything is falling on me. And of course, you know, I do have other other books that I could start putting out. I just want to make sure that they're also ready to go. And at this point, I just haven't had time to take a really good look at them to see 
what's going on. Um, you know, I, and I look at Will's stuff. Like, I, I was... I, I read Will's book, which is fantabulous. Also, reading to wish Will a happy birthday. Um, it was, his birthday was this week. So if you guys could leave him a voice message on Anchor, say happy birthday, Will. Let him know how much you love him and how much you love um, the political segments. And please don't pretend like you don't. I see the stats. Y'all love when he goes on his little rants. All right? <laughs> um, so go to um, voice messages at Anchor. Leave him a voice message. Let him know. That way he can hear. And I will, I will personally make sure he responds to all the love. Um, but, you know, Will is a much slower writer than I am. But he's also much more methodical. Every line comes from somewhere in in the story. And I know that sounds weird, but um, there's nothing that's said or done that doesn't directly impact the story um, in the future. Something as simple as him saying she crossed the room will come back in a big way later on. And it, you know... With me, sometimes I just throw in a sentence just because I think it's funny. Like, new gun, who dis? (laughs) Sometimes I'll just throw things in just to lighten it up and make it funny. Or in my latest fantasy short story, um, I go from having one of the team members die to one of the characters doing the helicopter with his penis. You know, typical Ed stuff. Um, And when Will was like, he was like, Great, very in character. Not sure it worked here. Not sure you should have tried that there. Um, but you know, you never know unless you try, right? And that's exactly the stance I'm taking with this whole um, writing a novel in two weeks thing. You never know until you try. And you never know when I'm going to take a break. But you always know I'm going to come right back. And I'm back. And another cheating scandal is rocking Carmelo and Lala Anthony. Um, The first one led to them separating and filing for divorce in 2017 before ultimately reconciling. And now pictures of Carmelo on a yacht with another woman has the internet shook and wondering... What's really going on with Lala and Carmelo? Are they together? Are they not together? Is she open to him? Is she open to just accepting that he's going to cheat on her? Um, or what's really the case, you know, because she does not seem like the type of woman who takes things like this very lightly. Before we get into the reason why one source said that there may be something a little bit more behind her acceptance. Um, Let's actually talk about the picture. It doesn't show him doing anything explicitly wrong. It's a picture of him on a boat with another girl. Um, He's shirtless in white swim trunks. They're not touching at all, um, although they are laying sort of close together. Um, She's in a bikini... And again, nothing outside of the optics of him laying on a boat with another woman 
with his wife nowhere to be found. Um, there doesn't seem to be anything to suggest an affair. But I can completely see why people are thinking that something is going on. Um, and Lala is reportedly a wreck over the picture. Um, and the subsequent rumors and theorizations that um, he's cheating on her again. He, for his part, Carmelo says, nope, not cheating, y'all need to stop. But Lala is just flabbergasted and really upset by this. Um, she went as far as to post a picture of a bloody heart with a dagger on Instagram, which she later deleted. Um, maybe she was trying to get attention, maybe she was, you know, she knows the truth, I don't know. Um, but Carmelo was spotted, um, by TMZ and they got a video of him where he denies it. He said, all them bloggers that's trying to put that out there, that shit is not cool at all. That's not cool at all. The only reason I'm addressing this is because this is affecting my family now and you got me out here looking crazy. Usually I won't address this, but I had to address this. Um, first of all, you didn't have to address it, okay? Let's make that 100% clear. There was nothing saying you had to address this. You chose to address it because you wanted to address it. You wanted to try to fling um, these rumors off. You were trying to place the blame everywhere else but yourself. If you weren't cheating, if you were doing nothing wrong, that's one thing. But you still don't need to address it. You could have sent a cease and desist letter to um, the bloggers who then could have gone along with it and taken the stories down or they could have left them up and then seen what you did. Even though even though this is, you know, the blogosphere, there are still rights and libel is still a very big thing. Um, and all of the, for the record, all of the theories I've seen have not insinuated. They're just saying, it, just like I did, the optics are bad. Given the past infidelity. Which is fair. You don't get a pass just because your wife took you back. That's not how that works. Uh, even though I'm pretty sure that's how he thinks it should work. So why would Lala stay in a marriage where she's clearly not going to be happy and she's always going to be wondering if her husband is cheating on her? Well, Blind Gossip says in um, an item posted called The Trade-Offs is... It has nothing to do with love or family or anything of that sort. And it has everything to do with money. Every time he gets caught cheating, she there's a special bank account. He has to put a million dollars in that bank account for her. And the uh, allegedly the, the bank account is filling up quite fast. Why is she doing this? Well, she realized 
she, if she were to divorce him, she might lose the fame and the chance at press to, um, and it makes, you know, being married to him and having the name gives her a chance to launch a career. It also gives her a chance to put away as much of the portion as she possibly can um, before they have to split it 50-50. And that's if a judge rules in her favor saying that she gets 50% of his fortune. So she figures at this point, it's probably better just to... It's probably better just to... um, just to collect the money and then later on parachute out you know in a million dollars depending on how much he's cheating and and or getting caught it it could add up to a lot of money or it could be almost nothing I don't I couldn't stay in a relationship where I didn't trust my husband or my partner but, I don't know, a million dollars might entice me to stay. At least for a few times. Uh, I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think... I think if she's really not happy, she needs to make up her mind for herself what she wants to do and what she believes is the right move for her and her family. I just don't know that staying is is that right move. But it's not my bank account, not my relationship. I'm just a gossip podcaster speculating here. Um, that's going to do it for me for today. Thank you all for listening, as always. Goodbye, Temporary Drunk Gossip Studios. Thank you for helping us launch this amazing wild ride. It has been fantastic. Um, Tomorrow and uh, Sunday, we're going to be coming to you with blind items. And then on Monday, I will be coming to you live from Detroit. Um, And it'll probably be a longer episode because I'm going to try to um, scrap up all the gossip from over the weekend. And you all seem to love your long Monday episode, so... Um, Will is going to be off for the next two weeks just doing producer stuff for me, um, including hopefully launching the website soon-ish. And, oh, um, so if you want, leave me messages on Anchor Voice, or, yeah, Anchor Voice. Tell me what your favorite memories of our time at the Temporary Drunk Club Studios have been, what you hope we cover more in the future, and as I said, one of these days, when I get enough and I can separate them into different segments, we're going to do voice message gossip, and we're going to talk about everything you guys want me to talk about. Okay, until next time, cheers. Cheers.